imagine that someone knocks at your door today or tomorrow and tells you, you can no longer work, you can no longer provide for your family, you can no longer drive, you can no longer do all the things that you used to do that made you an individual. I mean, don't, don't make an individual, but make you a whole. Figure it out. You're on your own. On Thursday, June 18, 2020, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that the Trump administration cannot end the program that protects about 700,000 young immigrants, known as DREAMers, from deportations. The decision was 5-4. to four. Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr., the only conservative justice to vote in favor of upholding the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or commonly called DACA, wrote the majority opinion. Today, on a special episode of Latin Equis, I speak with Osman Ariel Lopez Barraza, or Ariel, as I like to call him, a DACA dreamer and a dear friend of mine, about his thoughts on the monumental decision that has changed the lives of countless immigrant families living in the United States. Hola, yo soy Andrea Márquez, and this is Latin Equis, a show brought to you by La Red Hispana for the new generation of Latinx. We want to go beyond listening. We're ready to speak up. So join me in conversation every week as I meet Latinx from all over, de diferentes colores y sabores. As you know, a podcast is a journey, and I would love for you to follow this one. So join our community on Instagram at Latinx and reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Due to safety reasons, we're recording from home, so please bear with me if the sound is not of studio quality. I came to the United States when I was 15 years old, and I've back in 2005. So I've been living in the United States ever since. I am currently a multimedia producer for Hispanic Communications Network, where I started working last year, after finishing college, actually. Ariel is one of my favorite people ever, and working with him made me very happy every day that I go into work. <laughs> that it, Well, before, when things were not, the world wasn't ending. Well, when the world hadn't ended. When the world hadn't ended, um, yeah. we'd hug every morning and he would always be with a smile. Talk to me a little bit about how you feel today now that the Supreme Court has defended so DACA. Imagine having a weight on your shoulders for about three years and someone just magically takes it off. That's, that's how I can describe it. When I found out I, I went like, yes, and like ran around my room like crazy. <laughs> but it was it was great. It, it was a great feeling knowing that, you know, there is still justice in this country and people still see what we're doing, you know, what the dreamers are about and that we're just not here to like take, a, take advantage of the system or anything like that. So it was great to see that it was a close call too five to four votes, you know, that the Supreme Court um, decided um, on DACA and took that resolution. DACA, as I've already mentioned, is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program that was established by President Barack Obama in 2012. The policy allows certain immigrants to avoid being deported and also obtain work permits. Immigrants must have come to the U.S. when they were younger than 16 years old. For many, like Ariel, being able to work legally has allowed them to continue their education and even pay for school. Let's pretend that there are listeners that don't even know what that guy is. So I've actually had this conversation with friends before. And the way that I can describe it is, imagine that someone knocks at your door today or tomorrow and tells you, you can no longer work, 
you can no longer provide for your family, you can no longer drive, you can no longer do all the things that you used to do that make you an individual. I mean, don't make an individual, but make you a whole. Figure it out. You're on your own. Put yourself in, in, in that moment, you know, someone telling you, after this point on, everything that you work for, everything that you have done or you've accomplished stops. And from there, zero, back to zero. Can't do anything else anymore. In 2017, the Trump administration moved to terminate DACA. New applicants were no longer accepted and people who already had the protected status suddenly had an uncertain future. When this administration decided to end DACA, um, it was kind of like a 9-11 moment for me. You know, like people say, I remember what I was doing, I remember where I was. That's how it was for me. I remember what I was doing, I remember where I was when I got the news on my phone. Boom, boom. Yeah, uh, Trump administration decides to like resume DACA. And I was just like, <laughs> heartbroken moment, you know? Uh, but like I was telling you, it was, it's been three years of, of fighting, of waiting to see what was going to happen. And finally today, the Supreme Court decided to rule in favor of DACA for the time being. <laughs> to qualify as a dreamer, an applicant should be enrolled in high school, have a diploma, or have served in the military. People with any criminal history are not eligible. These are young adults who have been in the United States most of their life, knowing the United States as their home. They were brought to this country when they were kids, most barely understanding what was happening as they crossed the border. They've grown up to be lawyers, engineers, producers, educators, healthcare workers, business owners, and assets to their communities. And in our office at the National Press Building, there's a dreamer who is a hardworking producer, always the first to arrive and the last to leave. And I can attest to that because I'm usually the second one to arrive and the second to last to leave. When I first entered the program, I rushed. And, and it changed my life completely. It was a, it was a, it was a 180. I, I was working at a, at a restaurant. I was, I was going to college, but I was, I could only take like one class a semester because I could. That's the, the only thing that I could afford. So when when DACA happened, you know, I was able to get a better job. I was able to start going to college more often. And it, it took me a, a while to graduate from my associates to my bachelor's. It took me 10 years to do to do so. And it was because I was going, and as I was going, I was working and paying um, for college. So it, it changed my life, you know. It allowed me to, to open these doors that I knew were there, to walk through those doors, to, through this dream. That's why they call it streamers, you know, because everybody that comes here to the United States has this dream of, of advancing themselves, you know. And especially people like me, kids like me that sort of became of age or grew up in the system so they know what opportunities are there. They know what on paper they can do, but once they knock on those doors, they just can't go through that, you know? So that's, that's what DACA um, allowed me to do. And I know that I allowed hundreds of thousands of more of people like me to do. This decision means that current DACA recipients continue to be protected from deportation and eligible for benefits under the DACA program. Those eligible can continue to apply to renew their DACA, and even individuals who have never had DACA can apply. What it means, this decision, it means that I will be able to keep on living and keep on dreaming and keep on having these dreams, you know, of, of moving and, and advancing myself and, and supporting my family 
but also contributing to society, you know, and, and being someone useful to the community. The first person that I called was my mom when I when I found out, and she she was ecstatic. She just she, I think she cried a little bit man, <laughs> when I was talking to her, but she was just you know joyful and just like celebrating with me. She was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Nadia, do you have any suggestions or advice on younger DACA dreamers that are I'm not sure. Let's imagine 10, maybe 10 years younger than you that are barely graduating from high school and beginning their careers. Absolutely. I would say, you know, keep keep moving forward and keep following your dreams. That's the reason why I never stopped. That's the reason why I kept going to school, even though I could only take one class. Like I would take full on semesters just with one class. And sometimes I feel like, what am I doing? Like, I remember having conversations with my dad and just telling him, Dad, I feel like I'm wasting my time. You know, I'm going to college and just taking one class. It's, not, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And he would always tell me, Ariel, es como que si has sembrado una planta y la estás regando la semillita día a día. Cada, cada clase que tomas es una gotita de agua que le estás echando esa semillita para que, para que crezca. So that's what I would tell them, you know, you, you are planting uh, this dream and you have to take care of it, you know, you have to water it and, and keep fighting and pursuing your dreams because it, it'll grow, you know, it, and it would become that plant that you have thought of, you know, that tree or whatever you, you want to you wanna make it. So it may take long, it may not take long, you may be able to take advantage of scholarships or programs and grants, uh, not from the government, private though. <laughs> But they're there. there. There are good resources out there for young uh, dreamers that are still in high school or just graduated high school. Some places where you can find resources as a dreamer are Educators for Fair Consideration, Scholarships.com, the National Immigration Law Center, Generation Progress, and TheDream.us. And if you'd like to support quality education for all Americans, regardless of their status, check out DefineAmerican.com. They have ways in which you can help. You can find these links in the description of this episode. What would you like those DACA dreamers that are older than you, that are a little further in their careers? You know, lawyers who are defending undocumented immigrants or teachers, healthcare workers. What would you like them to know? Even though I'm starting out my career, I feel like I can put myself in, in their shoes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old and I, I, I say that and I can't believe it. Uh, but I think it's about example, setting, setting an example and, and being outspoken, you know, talk to people if you are in a position that allows you to talk to people that have some leverage or that have some influence. Talk to, the, talk to these young kids, you know, us living as leading as an example of what can be accomplished, even though of the circumstances or um, whatever life has thrown at you, voice your opinions. It's very important, uh, and voice what what you've done. You know, it's it's your time, and I think it's our time to shine and say, "Hey, listen, I'm here. Um, I'm a dreamer. This is what I've done." Like myself, I, I, I my example. You know, I'm I'm a dreamer. I'm in DC. I'm, I'm working out of the nation's capital. Never in a million years I thought I was going to do this five years ago, two years ago at least, to be honest with you. 
And I was able to do it because I set my goals, I set my dreams. And even though I knew what was happening, I knew that DACA had been rescinded. I was like, until it's done, until it's over, it's not over. You know the people who have been in the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic? Or many doctors and lawyers who are taking care of us daily? Many of them are dreamers. As always, here's my favorite thing to do. Give you numbers. 43,500 dreamers work in healthcare and social assistance. You know, all those people saving lives while most of us are safely at home, not exposing ourselves to life-threatening diseases. 21,100 operate in transportation and warehousing. So all those Amazon packages that have arrived at your house or apartment on time? Yep. 32,800 are in retail, which includes supermarkets and pharmacies. You know, those curbside pickups or those people who make sure you have food in your cart as you stroll down your supermarket aisles? Yeah, they're there. 14,500 work in the manufacturing sector, which includes medical equipment, food and beverage, and they're basically making sure we don't run out of stock to send them to these supermarkets and hospitals and Amazon warehouses. And 13,300 work in support and waste management services. So those garbage trucks that are still picking up all the waste you accumulate due to your increased consumption, they're there as well. I'd keep going, but I think you get the point. If you're a dreamer or if you're not, more, more importantly, if you're not a dreamer and you are a citizen and find yourself in a position to be able to vote, please do so. Please uh, vote towards people that support legislation, that support immigrants. Uh, we are a happy bunch. We are a, a, a working bunch. Uh, and we're not here you know, to take anyone's jobs. We're not here to take advantage of, of the system. We're here to work. We're here to better ourselves, to better our community, to better our, um, our people. And just look at the dreamers, everything that we've done and everything that we have accomplished because of a simple program like that. You heard him. Go vote. Register if you haven't already and show up just like dreamers have been showing up for you even without you realizing it. Hey guys, this was a special episode on Latinikis and one that was very special to me because it was with one of my good friends and a person who I care for and admire very much. Thank you for listening. Make sure to support your communities. It doesn't matter what you choose to advocate for. Just go out there and help. Connect and inspire others to do the same. Join our community on Instagram at Latinikis. Reach out and let me know what's important to you. I'd love to hear what you have to say.